Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. internet welcome back to the intoxicated podcast i'm your host sarah and this is a podcast where i usually have my friends on and we talk about life it's my version of a drinking variety talk show in honor of mother's day which happened this past sunday i decided to do a mother's day episode so i actually had my friends sandra and melanie on the podcast they are two returning guests to the podcast Both Sandra and Melanie have been on the show before with their significant others. Sandra's episode with Jesse was actually one of the very early on episodes of the show. It is actually episode seven. And Melanie and Ben actually came on the podcast for episode 21. So we are now at episode 60, but obviously definitely check out those earlier episodes. Uh, Sound quality might not be as good, but hey, um, they're both really great episodes. I actually talked to both Melanie and Sandra when they were actually pregnant. So they are actually back on the podcast this week to talk about motherhood. Now, I will say this is a very brutally honest episode about motherhood. Now, we actually really get into the things that you might not always hear about. Both Melanie and Sandra had very different pregnancies and very different births. Um, So in this first part of the episode, because obviously we got together, we had wine, we ended up recording for three hours. So it's a two-parter, people. It's a two-parter. Um, but in this first part, we do get into the two separate birth stories from Sandra and Melanie. Like I said, it gets really real. You are going to hear all about everything involved with childbirth. Um, so you're going to hear about contractions, water breaking, induction, various birth complications that both Melanie and Sandra had. Um, so you're going to hear about blood and tearing and so it's very um very real so if you are somebody who feels like they can't handle that this part is not for you um in part two we do kind of talk more about motherhood after the birth so the recovery and the various aspects of being a mother after that um so just a heads up It's a little bit detailed, uh, but that's what I wanted. I really wanted to get the real, true, unedited, unfiltered stories from Melanie and Sandra because, whew, it was both terrifying to me, but also extremely fascinating. So I want to give a huge thank you to Melanie and Sandra. You guys are amazing. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast and being so honest. Uh, I truly do think that I probably have quite a bit of listeners who are either mothers or wanting to be mothers or women who are interested in this. So I think this is actually really good to talk about. It's good to talk about the realities of the situation versus kind of the movie versions that we have in our heads as women. This is what Intoxicated is for. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. I sure did. I still remain incredibly fascinated by motherhood and pregnancy and childbirth and all that. And I will always be down to talk to mothers about this because it's very interesting to me. So part two will be coming hopefully on Friday. I should have it out the day after part one comes out. So stay tuned for part two as well. And so happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening. I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to 
Jesse and the boys of Tarvold's Quest, uh, sort of an unofficial sponsor of this episode because we actually recorded in what I call the TQ Studios, um, where the magic happens for TQ. I actually got to record with Jesse's mics and everything. He had it all set up for me when I got there. It was amazing. So big thank you to Jesse and a big shout out to TQ. Think of it like this. Intoxicated combines friends with drinking and TQ combines friends with gaming. So if you're into video games, go check out their channel. I will link to it below. I also hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Zoe. Zoe is one of our Patreons. So huge shout out to both Zoe and Tyler who are our Patreons supporting Intoxicated both financially and emotionally. So thank you so much you guys. And don't forget that you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash intoxicated. I will have a link below if you'd like to go on there and check out the various reward levels and potentially sign up because we would always love some more Patreons. And make sure you do give us a follow on social media and that is on Facebook and Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. If you have any feedback or questions at all, you can always email us as well at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you do hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, really any podcasting app that you use. Make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Make sure you also subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews because that is a separate feed and you will not get those episodes if you don't subscribe to that specific feed. Anyways, guys, I'm going to get to this awesome, action-packed, epic episode with Melanie and Sandra. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. We are here with two returning guests. Melanie and Sandra. Hello. From way back in the early days of the show. You guys were both on. With Not your, together. With your significant others. This is true. But now you're back. And oddly enough, I talked to both of you when you were both pregnant. Yes. yes. So things are different now. We're not pregnant anymore. <laughs> Yay! Now we're mommy. <laughs> and we're drinking. We, we are. are. You, this is your first, like, drinking intoxicated. Yes, yes. And yes. As much as I hate to play into the whole stereotype of the wine-loving mommy, <laughs> turns out I am. Yeah. Wine is delicious. We are drinking red wine. Um, From boxed, box. Boxed, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with boxed red wine. Cheers. Jackson yeah. Triggs. Can we bring it in for cheers? Here? Yes. Um, it's actually really good. I really like that. It's not bad for a box. I keep telling myself that I need to get a box of wine because I always just kind of need to have booze in my fridge for the podcast. Like just in case a random podcast comes up to do and like I don't have time, like I should just really have a box of wine in there. Well, it's nice because like I, sometimes I go through periods where I drink a glass of wine every night and sometimes I just want like a tiny glass a week. But and it stays good. good. You, yeah. I like it's it because it's always there. Yeah, it's like having a water cooler, but one that gets fun. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a mommy juice cooler. We should have a water cooler of wine. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like yeah, literally a water you cooler see how size. how you're drinking it, though. <laughs> yeah, it and has that, to be opaque or something. No, you, don't want, you, don't to, you don't want to see that. You just, yeah, no. That would be funny. Like, oh, oh that was a big glass. So. Sandra and Melanie are here. Contego water bottles of wine. Hey, listen. Who hasn't snuck some wine into a movie theater? I don't. I'm sorry. I'm no, I definitely No, no, no. I definitely Sarah. have. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, no, but I did take Diet one. Coke bottles. Red wine looks just, just like, like Diet it. Coke. It's true. Mm-hmm. I did uh, 
really sneak one into an outdoor movie sort of oh, showing okay. and I yeah. assumed all my friends would be doing the same and they didn't so then I just looked really pathetic <laughs> so I was like you can come to like a 6pm showing of Dirty Dancing and not drink <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no <amazing. laughs> so. oh man so you guys have had bibbas since yeah. we've last talked and happy belated belated Mother's Day thank, thank you. you so how was your guys' first Mother's Day technically we talked briefly about second. this Oh my god! Yes, my little one was born like three weeks before Mother's Day last That's year. That's right, crazy. I was barely a human then, <laughs> but yeah, this I was my not. second. Holy second. shit! Second Mother's Day, and this is your first Mother's this Day. This is my first one. Yeah. So, how's Mother? Like, what's your guys's ideal Mother's Day in your mind? We talked about this briefly before the mics came on. What you like to do for just you on Mother's Day? All I wanted to do was to do nothing. <laughs> and and uh, Dick all. it was great. And uh, my fiance allowed me to do that yesterday, uh, which was awesome. So, yeah, I, I slept in. Um, and well, actually, I woke up. We're really lucky because our son sleeps like 12, 14 hours straight a I night. I hate her. <laughs> Sandra rolled her eyes so hard. <laughs> I can't, I I can't hate, help I it. love I this know, so much. No, I am so happy for you, and, <laughs> but I am so envious. <laughs> My child does not sleep. <laughs> It's just like me. Oh, man. Go, continue. I'm sorry. I didn't, <laughs> no, it's, no, I we're off to the races, folks. <laughs> off to the races. You're so angry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, So I, I typically get to, like, kind of sleep in by many parental standards. You know, What's, I can sleep in until eight. That's sleeping in? Well, it's yeah, because I know, yeah. yeah. So, but, so I woke up naturally at eight yesterday, and I was like, oh, no. You shut your eyes, and you fall back asleep. And it was hard, but I did it. Good for you. Dang. <laughs> so I got up at like 1030 and outside my door, there were some flowers Aww. picked from our garden. Shut oh, up. I, I guess what they were put in. A water bottle. Oh, <laughs> That's so cute. I know. And a card and a, 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 a gift. And now it sounds like there's something secretive about the gift. There's not. It was an oil diffuser. Oh, that's <laughs> nice, though. I, just, I really paused after it, and I thought people were going to be like, what you do? It's well, an oil kind of gift. So, oh, it's my dick I just want to relax with some peppermint in the evenings. <laughs> oh, man. That's lovely, though. That's some sweet. So it was nice. So I did nothing, and I had a present, and... Uh, that sounds terrible. I didn't take care of my kid all day, and it was awesome. I love him. <laughs> I love him, but it was nice to have a someone book. else, like, like, oh, I can play with Finn, and now he's crying, so you take care of it. Yeah. You know, so that was so that was nice. So I think, and that's really all we did. Oh, we we did some gardening. I mean, yeah. yeah. But it was lovely. It was really, really it was a beautiful Just day. a it chill was nice. day. It was that's nice. really nice. The only thing that I wish I could have done, which I think is impossible to do, is I wish we could have gone somewhere for brunch, but also magically got a table quickly, <sighs> which wouldn't have happened. It's so. impossible in all acts. Yeah. And on Mother's really? Day. Oh, my it's God. Yeah. Crazy. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also got to sleep in a little bit, but again, I had to force myself to, <laughs> you automatically wake up at whatever hour. Mm. Um, I, it was a beautiful day, so my husband took a nap, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, uh, the point of the beautiful day is I got to sit outside on my beautiful deck and I had just bought myself a nice rug 
and pillows for oh. the deck for Mother's Day. That's right, I bought myself a present. Uh, but I got to drink right. a beautiful hot cup of coffee and the whole thing while Zach played outside. And um, then I got to also garden and play outside in the sunshine. That's that nice. It. I, it, the joy to me was just starting a task and then finishing it. Because when you have a tiny little one running around, it's impossible to like start something and guarantee that you're going to finish it in right. a timely manner without having to worry about, you know, a tiny human killing themselves. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yes. My son is a maniac. <laughs> I love him, but he is a maniac. It's crazy. It's crazy. I just not... moves so fast. He moves so Someone's quickly. so small. And I know. It's insane. He's so As someone, like, looking in on your guys' children, Mm -hmm. it boggles my mind how fast they grow. Yeah, Yeah, right? Like, because with, with, can I say his name? Yeah, Zach. With with Zach, um, it was like he was a baby, and now he's, like, 13 to me. Yeah, He pretty (laughs) much is. He pretty much is a teenager. It is, it is crazy. But then you think that, you know... In nine months, you know, this person went from like a clump of cells to a fully functioning, well, more or less person. Person. Yeah. So you think if that happened in nine months, then what can happen in nine more? But, but of course, it's, yeah. it's going to happen so quickly. Right. But the milestones crazy. are crazy because you know, one day they are useless, and the next day they're just like sitting up and grabbing things, and it's just what, right. when? Yeah. Did you, when did you figure that out? And it changes every. I'm just getting used to now. Like, oh, right now he's. He's sitting up much more better, and um, he's grabbing at things, so I need to not keep, like, knives around him <laughs> and things like that. I need to take those things, smart, smart. things away. Parenting now, 101. Now we can no knives. No, no knives. Oh, um, other breakables, hot things, you yeah. know. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Um, now, when I say beginning, when we, a man we heard and a both of you, each other. Yeah, when a man and a woman get together. We heard, but we kind of heard both of your guys' um, pregnancy, like when you were going through the pregnancy. Yeah, and our couple origin stories. Yeah, which yeah. was amazing, by the way. I love those episodes. Go back and listen to them. I will link to both Melanie and Ben's and Jesse and Sandra's uh, in the description so you can go back and listen. You guys won Intoxicated Awards, by the way, um, for... But I don't remember who won gold and who won silver, but you guys were at the top. Oh. Um, but yeah, you guys won You won the Intoxicated Awards. Yay! Yes! Because there was... Uh, I loved those episodes. Like, <laughs> I just love couple episodes in general, but... But we're pretty awesome couple. You guys are pretty awesome. But we're going to get into some birth stories. I'm just going <laughs> to sit back and listen, because I don't know a lot about yours. Okay. I know about yours because I was essentially getting messages from Jesse, mm-hmm. like throughout that whole Updates. time. But I only know his side, which I don't think is the right side <laughs> to hear from. Honestly, he was he was there in the thick of it for a lot of it. I'm sure his side is pretty yes, legit. That's true. But um, but you're the woman, and I want to hear these. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the details. So shall we start with Sandra, or do you want, or did you want to start? Yeah, no, let's, let's, let's get the worst one out of the way first. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, it, it was, it's, oh it's, my it's God. bad. It's bad, internet, I promise. Not every birth story is like this. So if you are planning on having a child, please don't let me scare you. You may want to fast forward until the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually had a relatively easy pregnancy, like not many 
issues at all did my prenatal yoga I was like ready and I I had a lovely midwife following me through the whole pregnancy which was amazing I highly recommend it we don't have enough midwives in Nova Scotia um so if anybody out there listening is pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant put your name on the list as soon as possible to get a midwife if you want one Ooh, and rant but she was amazing I can't even tell you how and- invaluable she was just so, because yeah. I'm pretty dumb. Yeah, no, to this type of thing. <laughs> what are the duties of a midwife? So instead of my like regular doctor appointments, I saw a midwife instead. So um, like I didn't see an obstetrician, I saw the midwife. So she took me right. through the whole pregnancy process. She did the exact same things that an obstetrician would do, but. My appointments with her were 45 minutes, where any appointments I would have had with the obstetrician technically would have been like 10 or 15 minutes. They just kind of check your heart rate and all that kind of stuff. But the midwife actually like takes care of you as a person and Mm. they are there to deliver your baby um, at the end. So in Nova Scotia, the way it works is you're put on a team of midwives. So you have one main midwife, but she works with a partner. And at any point, at any time of day, one of those two women are on call. So it's going to be one of those two women that are That's there to amazing. deliver your yeah. baby. Does it cost anything? It doesn't cost anything. What? It is part. It is through the IWK. That's amazing. They just only have so many in Nova Scotia, so <laughs> they don't take every case. Melanie's trying to sneak some wine. You can. It's, it, it's called intoxicated. They're no. They're I was the drinking. Me and Melanie <laughs> are like off our game with these mics. Sandra's a pro. Sandra's like. <laughs> Just at the right angle. I mean, me and Melanie are on the struggle bus over here. I tried to like stay, step away from the mic or lean away from the mic so I could slurp or not interrupt your nice story. No, I love but the, the slurp. Bring it on. The slurp. The mic followed me. I mean, like, ah. drinking noises are okay. It's yeah, it's a drinking podcast because we need We're, to we need to right. have credibility as a drunk podcast. That's right. Although I'm definitely right. drinking. It, well, in that case, in that case, cheers, internet. <laughs> Mm, That's mentioned now. So a um, team yeah. of midwives. Mm. Wow. So yeah. So the midwives, like, they talk you through the whole pregnancy. They do everything that an obstetrician would do if you need. Like, they can actually prescribe certain medications mm. um, during your time of pregnancy. And they also follow up post-pregnancy. So they see you three times in the first week postpartum. and oh, that's right. And once in week two, four, and six. Ooh, okay. That's their general rule. With me, they actually saw me a lot more than that because I needed a lot more attention. Right. Um, but anyway, she was phenomenal. They All the midwives I saw were just amazing. Um, Do they focus on the do. mental side of things too? They focus on more the whole, like, the mother. Like, I when I first got pregnant, I started seeing an obstetrician while I was on the waiting list to get a midwife. And it wasn't until I actually saw the midwife that I felt like I was a patient. Like when they first, you know, they treat the baby as a patient, which it is. You know, Mm -hmm. they test the baby's heart rate and you go and you get an ultrasound and all that kind of stuff. But um, when I first saw the midwife, she talked to me about like self-breast exams. She like felt my scalp first. I don't know. She like did an exam on me. That's good. And... Yeah, it was, she just was amazing. And they, like, sit down with you in the first interview, and they give you a whole binder of stuff, and they outline, like, a whole treatment plan schedule or, like, appointment schedule. Like, 
in week 32, we're going to talk to you about this. And in ah. week 36, we're going to talk to you about this, this, and this. And it's like... That's so cool. It's amazing because I felt very lost in the process before that. Um, my family doctor, unfortunately, doesn't deliver babies anymore. So I was like seeing strangers at the IWK and, and they were all lovely, but... Right. It's a totally different experience. You build a relationship with them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the IWK, it's fantastic, but I would go in for my appointment, you take a number, you go to the desk, you register, and then you wait again, and then you talk to an intern for an hour, and then you wait for the OB, OB, and then they do a 10-minute interview, and then you leave. So it's just a totally different experience from, like, a 45 to an hour minute Hmm. one-on-one consultation with a midwife and so it's amazing midwives can deliver at home like they can do home births i chose to have a baby in the hospital thank god (laughs) uh yeah because Because, so enough intro enough midwife talk they're amazing (laughs) lovely you actually won't hear much more about her because she didn't wasn't involved too much in the birth um so uh baby boy was very very comfortable inside me and didn't want to come out didn't want to come out um so in the end he ended up being about 11 days late um and in nova scotia they don't like you to go for more than two weeks that's kind of the general rule so after about a week overdue they start talking to you about induction processes Mm. um so the first thing they do which is like the easiest thing is they do what they call a sweep where at this point the midwife yeah make like that face <laughs> oh if this is bothering you you just oh, wait Sarah <laughs> do I need a barf bucket here <laughs> maybe okay. um, let's hear it so the midwife um, pretty much just stuck a couple fingers up my vagina felt my cervix and tried to sweep um, so at about a week overdue I was <laughs> very tight no dilation my cervix was hard nothing it was showing no signs of giving oh, birth wow. anytime soon so she did what this supposed to be sweep where they like try and break up the membrane or something uh so that was on like the it's friday true. and then on the monday so this is like i don't know 12 days later no um like eight days later something uh my midwife, I saw her again, and she did sweep again. She's like, yeah, no, still. Does the sweep hurt? hurt? Yes. Yeah. So, like, It's I'm- like someone sticking their fist up, like, into, it was like, her fist was, her fist knuckles were digging into yeah. the bone of my vagina. And like, the, and, my and the, pelvic whoa! bone. And then they're, like, and then they're sweeping, s- and you can, it's like, you feel that, like, there's yeah. something inside of me that's getting, like, rubbed, and it's not supposed to. Is yeah. it, like, are they sweeping it with their... Their fingers. Like, this part? Well, the, this part is, like, in your labia. Like, in the yeah. bone of your labia. Because yeah. they Holy have, like, a balls. couple fingers up yeah. there. Yeah. It's not not comfortable. And and they only do it for so long. Yeah, it's just for a bit. But uh, apparently my uterus is is flopped back. Mine too! Right? Okay. So it makes it way harder for them to feel the cervix. My uterus is a little little backwards. I was going to feel relaxed. Because it's the next way to put it. It's I'm not, getting, it's but, the but it's back, you said. Yeah, I guess. Mine's tilted back. <laughs> yeah. Too. So, like, when I get paps, it takes them forever. Yeah. And for a while, I was like, what the heck? What, like, what the heck's wrong with me? Until gyno started telling me, your cervix is actually, like, cervix and uterus, I guess. Just, are yeah, like, just a little flop. They're, like, back, it's, like, tilted back. Yeah. And so pap tests are, like, extremely uncomfortable for me. I have to get my second cervical biopsy in June. Oh, wow. Because I have 
fucking HPV that won't go away. <laughs> Um, so, like, they have to test it for cancer. Like, it's probably fine. Yeah. But, like, it is, there is a but they're, like, there's abnormal cancel, cells and yeah. the cells haven't gone away in three years. So that's concerning. Yeah. So, like, you need to have another biopsy. And ugh, I'm just dreading it because it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But I can't imagine. The sw- the- that's fine to me now. The sweep sounds. The sweep is I mean, it was bad. But it, just, it wasn't, it just, like, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. So the whole time I'm thinking, like, this is nothing. I'm going to be pushing a watermelon out of here soon. <laughs> like, yeah. trying to, like... Like, mentally Yeah, mentally prepare. prepare. And so going into the whole birthing thing, my I was very laid back about the whole thing. I said, whatever gets the baby out of me the safest way possible. I said, I would like to try as naturally as possible and go from there. Because yeah. I, I am weird and I really want to feel my child coming out of me and yeah. join the ranks of millions of women who have given birth naturally. Right. Um, not that it's a badge of honor. However you get a child out is the best way possible. It was, but you want to yeah. experience But it. I want it. I, I yeah. was okay with trying that. That did not happen. Uh, spoiler okay. alert. So, spoiler. Uh, so anyway, sweep on Friday, sweep on Monday. No movement. Went for an ultrasound. Baby was still fine. Um, somewhere midweek, they decided to start the induction process. Um, so there are a few different ways that they can do this. Um, so they opted to do something called a Foley catheter, where they put essentially a water balloon up inside of your vagina, uh, with a bunch of tubes hanging out of you, taped to your leg. So they're literally hanging out, like, down to your knee. Um, and the water balloon inside of you is supposed to put pressure on your cervix to kind of trigger that response that it needs to start softening and opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, so for several days, actually for several weeks, I'd been having very mild, like, crampy contractions. Mm-hmm. Nothing serious, just, like, crampy feeling. Um, and for the day before and that day that I got this Foley catheter in, I was having like very regular crampy contractions, but very mild. So still nothing to even think about. And right. my cervix was still nowhere near where it was supposed to be, but it was just crampy feeling. So as soon as I got this catheter in, um, contractions started. Like I was like, oh, oh like big crampy ones, but not like push contractions just like much more intense than I was experiencing before so what happens when you get this catheter in is they put it in you wait for an hour to make sure there's no reactions and then they send you home and you are supposed to come back 24 hours later and see where things are unless things progress um so they're like great go home come back at five in the morning or three in the morning or something it was a ridiculous time that I was supposed to come back so we're driving in the car on the way home and these contractions are getting worse but I'm starving because I hadn't eaten because I couldn't eat for some reason so we stop at subway and I'm in the car and I need to pee and I'm like in contractions and I'm like but I'm so hungry and I'm so (laughs) uncomfortable and we finally get home and I need to be so bad and I'm like in so much pain and pressure in my abdomen and bladder and I get halfway up the stairs and sploosh oh my god did my water break my water just broke and I ran to the bathroom and I peed still because at first I was like did I just piss myself but I was like no okay (laughs) I I 
I still had to pee by the time I got to the bathroom so I didn't piss myself so I called my midwife and I was like my water broke and of course she was aware of the whole like induction and everything so she's like great and the baby was still moving and I was like cool so she's like just keep waiting until your 24 hours unless contractions start coming the rule is supposed you're supposed to wait until they are four minutes apart Ah. and last for one minute and oh was one four one one in within an hour. Okay. Um so that's the rule. Four one one. That's when you're supposed to go to the hospital. <laughs> so anyway, my water broke, clean myself up, and then the contractions kind of stopped a little bit. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well that's great. I'm gonna just like relax. I was still having like crampy feeling, but it definitely had died down a little bit. Baby was moving, he was fine. And I called my midwife a couple hours later and I was like, so when your water breaks, like, is it supposed to keep leaking? And she's like, yeah, like, normally it is. Like, oh. your water breaks and there's a lot of fluid that needs to come out. She's like, but sometimes the head can, like, block that so it doesn't actually keep leaking. And I was like, okay, because mine hasn't, like, it was just a big sploosh and then nothing since. Oh. She's like, yeah, that can happen. And sometimes the baby's head's just in the way. Um, she's like, baby's still moving. Yeah, great. No more contractions, really. So... I went in at my 24 hours later and they're like, okay, great. We'll do an exam. And they get all up in there and they were like, huh. And I was like, huh? it's not a good sound to hear. It's never a good sound to hear. <laughs> I was like, it was like an intern or something. She's like, well, I've never seen this. And I was like, what? Oh, not no. so like, the water balloon broke. <laughs> so the balloon broke, and not that's... my water. Oh my God. <laughs> Such, such a bummer. Just oh to put it mildly, that's a sucks. real good bummer. I was so, like, disappointed. And they're like, yeah. Also, can I just say, yeah. Yeah. if you are examining a woman, you never said her water's that. broken and she's about to bring, like, new life into this world, do not say, huh, I've never seen that before. You, you know what? Yeah, right? That's what my gyno says about my cervix. Uh, <laughs> like, literally, send her to me. my last pop test, she was like, I don't think I've ever seen such a tilted cervix. Oh, you are tilted. At least, though, tilted. if you have this sort of general topic of what you're on, like, huh, mm. like, floppy cervixes. I've never <laughs> seen one like this. Right. But just I've a general seen... look like huh. yeah. up ya. Yeah. Up, huh. up yeah. Well, well that's peculiar. So I have two questions yes, at this point. I'm going to raise my hand so to not interrupt you um, because I'm fascinated. But yeah. one, and you can both answer this uh, even though we're just on your story right now. Contractions. What do they feel like? Are they just like super intense period cramps? Like, cause I've gotten really bad cramps, like to a point where I need to be like in bed. And I've always heard the whole like, oh, a bad period cramp is like one sixth the pain of a contraction or something like that. Yeah, I wish. I mean, I don't know. Worse. My, mine, mine were were brutal. Like sharp pain. Throw me. For, for, for me, it was like. Somebody had reached in and grabbed all of my insides and put them into a vice and kept tightening and tightening and tightening. It was, don't worry listeners, we'll get to this, but it was unlike anything I've ever felt before. It was so much worse than I thought a contraction would be. Oh my God. Because there was no time for breathing or getting centered. It it, it it was all consuming. I feel like we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't, neither of us had a very typical contractions 
story. No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, and, and and it just yeah. goes to show how it really is er- different. Everybody's every totally different. Every child no is different. Every birth is different. Every mother's different. Every yeah. Because some people say, oh, well, like, actually, mine weren't that bad, or it was kind of like a bad period cramp. And I'm like, okay, no, there, it, there's clearly a difference, because there's no way what I had would be compared to a, a period cramp. No, I would say, mm-hmm. like, the the crampy kind of contractions that I was having, like, for a few weeks on and off earlier was, like, a period cramp. Right. Some went from, like, a regular mild period cramp to, like, a really strong period cramp, like, that I would be, like in quite a bit of pain uncomfortable um but then when the actual contraction started it was like that oh times a hundred and it's not it's just true. down low like it's I like mean, your it's whole your... like from your boobs down right the whole thing <laughs> yeah and it's stemming from your back it's brutal. yeah but the the pre-crampy contractions are like from the belly button down yeah. like right. uterine contractions yeah so. oh, okay got you yeah and then my second question was going to be about water breaking because when you said that you had thought your water broke but mm-hmm. it ended up not being actually your water breaking <laughs> tmi but was there a like is there typically a smell when your water breaks N- that's one of the things that they say to look for if there is a smell then you have to go to the hospital yeah. immediately oh okay yeah but normally it's just like clear odorless it's just fluid. Like water yeah yeah, yeah my dog essentially. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Like, wait, did you hear what I just said? Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I actually didn't. Wait. I don't think she heard that. I said, my dog tried to lick mine up. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Open mouth, Sarah. Speechless. I don't see that look very often, the speechless that Sarah. My, oh, my God. Well, yeah, we'll I, get to that. <laughs> we don't get to you. Honestly, there's not much more to the story. <laughs> That's it. That is... <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't imagine. Okay, Sandra, you go. <laughs> this is too much for me. My dog did not try and lick up my water balloon water. <laughs> I don't think. I always think like someone would slip on it or something. Like I don't know. In my mind, it's just well, it's a like lot a lot of water peel, right? Like in like in movies and stuff. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, so uh, I'm at the the hospital, and she's like, wow, never seen this before. The water balloon broke, and your cervix still is not even a little bit dilated. Holy shit. So she's like, okay, well, we can try that again. And I was like, no. It was so uncomfortable. And just having, like, the worst part for me was the tubes that were hanging out of my vagina taped to the side of my leg. Like, I can't get comfortable with that. I can't deal with that again. I was like, next. Next. That That would suck. So, the next option for induction Uh (laughs) is called Cervidil, and it's essentially a tampon that they put up inside of you that's soaked in the same hormone that is supposed to trigger um, labor to start. Ah. Uh, Yeah. So I'm like, yes, tampon. I can deal with a tampon. It's weird that they didn't start with that one. Yeah, I think... I <laughs> it think, seems like that would be the most normal, easiest one. Right? I think they they try... Because it is a hormone, like it's a drug, oh. opposed to the other one, which is like a more of a, like a manual, right. mechanical device, I guess. Um, mm. So mm. the tampon, Cervidil, uh, they stick that up you. Again, you wait for an hour with the monitors all strapped to your belly to make sure everything's okay and there's no reaction. And then for this one, you come back. 12 hours later so that sounded much more normal because that meant we were coming back at 6 a.m instead of like 3 30 in the morning <laughs> right just the way timing worked 
So we went home and made arrangements because I was like, cool, baby's coming tomorrow. Mom, come look after the dog. We're leaving for the hospital at whenever in the morning. Uh, so I was like, all right, let's, I'm going to eat. I'm going to go to bed, have a shower. So I had a shower and it was a Wednesday night because Survivor was on. So I had a shower and I started feeling terrible. I was like, I feel like I have the flu. Like oh, I had no. fever, chills, like I couldn't get comfortable. I was headachy and sweating. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to lie down. So I laid down and then Survivor started and we watched Survivor and that was lovely. And then I was like, Jesse, I am not really not feeling well. Like I have a fever and I can't get it to go away. So we looked at the information sheet that they gave us and it said, Oh, so 5% of women experience flu-like symptoms. If you do, please contact the hospital and come back immediately. Oh, what are the chances? 5%. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are the 5%. I am the 5%. You never think you will be yeah. when you read those things. You never. Know? Like now, who's like, the 5%? Who are they? Me. Me. So I'm the five percent. So at you know like ten thirty, we go back to call the midwife and go back to the hospital, and I'm still having those really crampy contractions, and they're really regular, like like every five minutes or so, but not lasting for very long, and they're not very intense, but they're just enough to mean that I can't get comfortable, I can't sleep because I'm just constantly like. It's not like a period cramp where it's just there and you kind of like, you almost forget about it sometimes if you get comfortable. This like comes and goes and comes and goes and comes and goes like a contraction you think would, but you know, lasts for like 30 seconds every five minutes or so. Fuck. So get to the hospital, take my temperature and all that good stuff, do an exam. And they're like, oh, still not dilated. <laughs> Right. Oh my Jesus. Not even a little. So they gave me morphine. It was lovely. <laughs> um, so I could actually finally like get some sleep and get a little bit comfortable. And I had like 8 million blankets on me. Oh my God. Um, so I actually got some sleep and Jesse was there and slept in a chair beside me. Um, so at they checked me a couple times and then at like 6 a.m. when I was supposed to go back they checked and they're like great it's like you're finally three centimeters dilated or one centimeter dilated I don't know how much it was they're like you are dilated enough that we can now manually break your water and hook you up to the IV of the hormones that was it was progesterone pitocin yeah anyway whatever it is that they hook you up to to actually like start labor like boom here's labor right um so they popped my water, hooked me up to an IV, and contractions started like immediately, that. like immediately, like full on, can't breathe. Contraction one after another, one after another, one after another. Shit! I was in so much pain instantly. It was not like they show in the movies where it's like contraction, contraction, contraction. Oh my god! Yeah. It was like contraction. And then in between the contraction for like 10 seconds, it would still be that crampy yes. feeling, but no time to breathe. Hashtag samesies. Hashtag samesies. Oh, damn. And when they broke the water, did yeah. it hurt? No. Okay. I was just, still on Did it kind of feel like bit. a relief in a way? No. I, I honestly <laughs> didn't feel it It's like something breaking inside of you that you didn't know you had. You're like, oh. <laughs> 
Um, no, it didn't. It didn't feel like anything. At least I don't remember it feeling like anything. I was exhausted right at this, and then yeah, it was very quickly. There was no build up. There was no like contractions are ten minutes apart. They're eight minutes apart. Oh it was like gosh. contractions are right away, and they lasted for a very long time each one. And yeah, no time to breathe. So I was like, I. You know, like I said, I kind of wanted to try as natural as possible, thinking that I, like, I had done a lot of breathing exercises, and I'm really good at, you know, compartmentalizing my brain from pain mm. and that kind of stuff, so I was, like, thought I was prepared to at least, like, breathe through it, but I couldn't catch my breath ever. Oh, my God. So I had a shower and, like, a bath, and I... It took so long just to get to any of those places because I was in literally so much pain. Like, you can't walk. Like, you God couldn't, damn. like, literally do anything. Um, so after a while, I don't even know how long, probably an hour or more of this, like, constant breathing. They, I tried the gas. It did nothing. Like, literally nothing. Um, I was like, is it too late to get an epidural? <laughs> so I got an epidural and it was the best thing in the entire world and then I finally like looked at my phone and I sent messages to people I'm having a baby I'm having a baby today <laughs> did the epidural kick in quick yeah I think so yeah. honestly it's kind of a blur um, thing, things are a little <laughs> it, was, it was a very long exhausting several days um yeah, so after that, after the epidural, things were, like, really lovely and calm for a while. They checked me a few times. Baby's heart rate was great. Um, I was moving along quite quickly. In And in, I think it was, like, six hours, I went from being, like, not dilated to ready to go. Oh, wow. So it was really, really quick um, once Holy it got shit. started. So then I came down to push. Uh, but I'm completely numb from the waist down, or like higher even. So when they say push, like it's it's I couldn't really feel what I was doing. They're like, try and poop, but I'm like I can't control the muscles. Like so I'm like trying so hard, I'm like squeezing my face and fists, and I'm so like, bizarre. am I doing it? And they're like, no, I'm like, no, not quite. I was like clenching my butt or something, and I'm like, but it's not. It's not the same. So how the heck can you push if you're numb? Well, some people it affects some people differently. So, like I think Melanie, you said you could kind of feel it, and and I, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I could feel. I was aware of when a contraction was happening, yeah. but it wasn't like really painful anymore. It was like, oh, there's one, <laughs> or, or actually, you know, uh, no, actually, it was more like, oh. Is that one? Yeah. <laughs> so I love your labor voice. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> it's adorable. So, but by by the end of the time I was pushing, I think it had worn off a little bit, and I was able to feel a little bit, but that was a while later. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I pushed and I pushed and I pushed, and I was in like I had legs up over my head, and Jesse was holding my legs, and I was in like on all fours and like all these different positions. Holy crap! Um, and he just got stuck. He was stuck. His head was kind of twisted a little bit, and between every contraction, his heart rate started dropping. 
But it always came back up, and so they weren't really worried because it was only temporary. So they let mm -hmm. me push for quite a while. Um, and so eventually they're like, okay, like he's stuck. These are our options. Like we can manually try and like reach in <laughs> and twist him. Uh -huh. um, we can use forceps to try and reach in and pull him out, or we can do a C-section. And to me, like, I'm a very active person, love walking and yoga and all that kind of stuff. So to me, C-section was, like, last possible mm -hmm. resort. I really wanted to try, like I said, as, as natural as possible and go down the ladder. So I was like, yeah, manually, let's try that. And then let's try the forceps and whatever. So um, the OB, because at this point, when things, there's complications, like, the midwife steps aside and is there more for support and right. lets the OB take over. Um, they know their limitations as far as that kind of stuff goes, which is awesome. And she was a godsend to my husband. <laughs> well, it must be nice having... And was it the one midwife that you had been dealing with the whole time? Or was uh, it another? It, it was the other one, but I had still dealt with her quite a bit. That's so good. you have a, a main one, and then, like, the second one you meet with a few times. And I, I actually really... I loved both of them, but I kind of preferred the one that actually was there. Oh, <laughs> and, awesome. Yeah, it just worked out. They, I would have been happy with either, but... Right. Um, so anyway, yeah, she tried, the OB tried to reach in and turn him and he wasn't budging. Also, I have a flopped back cervix, so it was probably hard for her to reach. Oh, <laughs> um, man. So they're like, okay, we're going to prep the OR for C-section and we'll try the forceps in there. But we're only going to try like one maximum two times because his heart rate is dropping and we mm. just, we want to make sure he gets out as safely as possible. So um, that's what they did. They prepped the OR, wheeled me into a different room. Jesse got all like dolled up in the scrubs and the little hat and stuff. It was adorable. And then they gave me even more drugs. So I was totally numb from the armpits down, like totally numb, like couldn't feel the thing. Holy crap. Um, and they tried the forceps one time, did nothing. So they just sliced me right open. And like two minutes later, he was born. Wow. It was like I was in the OR for like 15 minutes. Total, like it was crazy. It was so quick once they decided to do the C-section. It was just like literal slice baby. And you didn't feel like anything. Much. Like, oh, wow. Not a thing. Not even like pressure? Nothing. Really? I was like, is it happening? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, they like, they like touch you, like they touch your arms and your chest and like down to see like where you can feel. And I was literally numb from the armpits down. Like, no. Totally numb. That blows my mind. It, it really affected me more than other people. I think other people like they can feel from like, I don't know. Anyway, it was, I was very numb. Whoa. But by this point, I had had morphine in my system. I had the epidural, which worked really well for me. And then whatever this was that they gave me, it was great. Um, yeah, so they sliced me open. Um, baby boy pooped at some point while he was trying to come out of me. So when that happens, they call the NICU to come in right away so they can like make sure he's cleaned up and clean out the breathing, the air tubes and stuff like that. So, um, as soon as they pulled him out of me, the NICU took over and I didn't even actually get to see my child. And I am, I'm a massage therapist, so I'm really big on skin to skin contact. And I was really, um, like looking forward to that moment. moment. I didn't see him for hours oh my God. after he was born. Um, so they took him, NICU took over, they put like a breathing mask on him because they were a little concerned about his breathing. 
Um, and they had like heart rate monitors on him, I guess. So my lovely midwife, um, went and actually took pictures of him with the NICU, like working on him and stuff. So I got to see him. Um, thank God. Um, and Jesse was there. He was so happy and he was, he got to see him, um, cause he could move and I couldn't move. Right. Um, so they were like stitching me up and, and Jesse actually got to see him and stuff. Uh, so once I was all stitched up, they wheeled me into recovery and Jesse went out and like my mom and stepdad were there and my brother and sister-in-law. So they, he took them down to the NICU to see him. So my brother, who's an amazing photographer, <clears throat> ginger snap photography, <laughs> uh, took some awesome pictures of him, like while he's in the incubator and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, yeah. So from like hours old, we have like some really cool pictures of him. That's uh, really sad that you didn't. I know. Yeah. So they stitch me up and then I go wait in recovery until I can, you know, move my legs and feel my legs. Um, And then they wheeled me down to the NICU where I did get to see him. But he's in an incubator and he's all hooked up to a bunch of monitors and wires and there's beeping and fucking, yeah, machines around. It's very surreal down there. Um, And I'm still like you know, obviously recovering and stuff. So I got to actually like reach in and, and touch him. I don't really think I got to hold him that day, but I, I did get to touch him and yeah. then they wheeled me back to, up to the room and slept it off for a bit. So yeah, the next morning. <laughs> it doesn't end there. People. It doesn't end there. Yeah. That was the actual birth story. <laughs> he is born now. <laughs> Um, so I, next morning I'm upstairs in the uh, hospital room and Jesse goes down to see him. I've been trying to like do some pumping to try and get some breast milk colostrum going. Um, so Jesse goes down to visit Zach and, uh, he in front of Jesse has a seizure. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesse does not deal well with, um, beeping and machines and hospitals so he was watching this tiny little human he was only six pounds one ounce when he was born um have a seizure in front of him so and like beep 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 went off i can only imagine how traumatizing it was for him like, holy shit what is happening right it's now so yeah scary. i, I know imagine. it's so scary um apparently it's super common for babies to mm. have seiz- or to have seizures, especially C-section-born babies. I had one when I was a baby. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Jesse's like cousin's kid had like nine in the first couple of days that she was born, but she's perfectly fine. Apparently, mm. it's super, super, super common. They but, should tell you that, right? That's yeah. the yeah. one thing my midwife didn't tell me. <laughs> Little heads up, thank you. Yeah. Um, he only ever had the one, um, so they decided they wanted to keep him. To run some tests, of course. It's great. Yeah. And so Zach ended up spending a full week in the NICU. And honestly, I was very grateful that it happened. I think it actually worked out perfectly because I was in no shape to take care of a child. And Jesse was really busy taking care of me. True. Um, so uh, typical turnover time in the hospital is about 48 hours after you have a baby by a C-section. Um, so after about 48 hours, they kicked me out and they're like, cool, you're good to go. Leave your baby at the hospital. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but I was in a lot of pain, like a lot of pain. Um, but I had surgery. I had my guts cut open. I had a baby. You think you're supposed to be in pain, right? Right. 
So, um, yeah, so I come home and I try and like get comfortable and sleep and trying to pump and breastfeed and uh, I I hurt a mm. lot and um, the second morning I woke up after being home I was just in tears because I could not breathe I was in so much pain I had such sharp pain in my ribs of all places it's the and, worst too yeah I was like I have a rib out of place there's something is wrong and I stink. Really? Like, every time I went to the bathroom, it smelled like shit. Like, it it was so rank. And I was, like, bleeding a lot, which is normal. They say, like, you you know, it's normal to bleed. If you bleed X amount, then it's worrisome. But I wasn't bleeding that much. But I was like, oh, it's just, I was like, yeah, I smell bad. Of course I smell bad. It's just, like, gross baby blood <laughs> like not baby right. blood gross no but like <laughs> uterus blood all the stuff that's supposed to come out I mean like yeah, yeah. it's like, like it's supposed to stink right I don't know and as a woman we deal with so much of like stuff coming out of us yeah. at all times it's, it's kind of like, just like it's fine yeah it's fine yeah, it's we, we deal with that all the time it's normal yeah. So anyway, I was in so much pain. I, I, I was like, Jesse, I have to go back to the hospital. Like something is wrong. Like I have some, I have a rib out of place and, or it's puncturing my lung. Like something is wrong. Oh, so we went back to the hospital and they're like, okay, well, it sounds like you have an infection. So I ran some tests, whatever. I, they sent me for an ultrasound. I, but I was so tender everywhere. Um, so they're like, okay, well, we're readmitting you. So they admitted me, hooked me up to some IV antibiotics. Um, and they're like, okay, rest. <laughs> like, that was it. So I just stayed in the hospital for another 48 hours, which was nice because Zach was still there. So, you know, we could go down and visit him from That's time nice. to time. Yeah. And um, Jesse could kind of go between the two of us. Um, so... They, they, you know, the doctors and nurses kept checking on me and I was like, I'm still in a, a lot of pain. The rib pain did go away and they had me on some really good painkillers and some antibiotics and fluids and all that stuff. My ankles were the size of watermelons each. It was gross. <laughs> I had no ankle swelling during my whole pregnancy, oh my but God. afterwards I was so swollen. Holy smokes. Um, so uh, the day or the day that I was leaving, like that afternoon... I was walking around quite a bit because I try and encourage you to walk around. And then I I noticed that around my incision and my belly was really red and really hard and raised. And it was like a full, like, line of redness all around my incision. Um, so Jesse's like, I gotta get the doctor. So the doctor came and looked at it and was like, yeah, it's probably just from you walking around too much. You got to take it easy. I'm like, okay. And so he drew a line around where the redness was. Like he traced the redness. So the next morning, Zach was supposed to be getting released. So we went down to the NICU and I was getting released as well. So it was like perfect timing. We went to the NICU and they're like, actually, we want you to stay one more night here in the NICU because they have like family rooms down there. And they teach you how to parent, which is awesome. Uh, I don't know if they do that in the regular no, the hospital. Don't. Yeah, it's great. So see you later. Good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had to stay. We had to move from one hospital room to another one downstairs. Um, and they like 
uh, talked, like, they gave a bath, like, they gave Zach a bath with us and stuff like that and told us how to bathe him and how to hold him and they checked the car seat and all that stuff. It was awesome. Um, but I was still really uncomfortable and I couldn't do, like, I was, I just, I couldn't do anything. It took me, like, 10 minutes just to, like, get up out of bed. It took me, like, half an hour to go to the bathroom and get back down. It was oh, crazy. So when I looked at my incision, the redness had gone past the line that he drew. So we're like, we got to get somebody to look at it. So I went and up back upstairs and saw a different OB who was on call, and she looked at the thing, and she's like, well, yeah, you're on all the right antibiotics, so it should go away. That's frustrating. So I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm on all these antibiotics. It's great. And they gave me a prescription to take home. So I came home and was home for less than 48 hours in excruciating pain. Nothing seems to be really getting much better. And I'm like trying to nurse as much as possible. And I'm just exhausted and spent. And I'm still bleeding from my vagina a lot, which is totally normal. And then I'm, like, walking around in the hall carrying Zach, and I'm like, why are my feet wet? Oh, my God. I look down, and I am walking in a pool of my own blood. It was oozing from my incision. It was, like, just gushing, essentially, from my incision onto the floor. So I'm like, um, Jesse. (laughs) It's like you almost want to scream, like, haven't we had enough already for the love of God? Like, not even. Holy (laughs) shit. Because I remember Jesse texted me, um, the best point form version of all of the things you just said. And he ended it with, and Sondra was holding the baby and her incision busted open. And I was just like, what? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, so I had a hematoma underneath my incision that burst through my incision, apparently. So I went back into the hospital and they had to, like, drain it. So they had to, like, fish around inside my incision and, like, let the blood and pus ooze out of it for a little while. And then I had a really lovely doctor that time. She was so sweet. She's like, okay, we're going to change up your antibiotics because obviously this infection is not going away yet. Let's do something different. Let's do something different. Like, I had an infection in my uterus that was getting worse because the redness was still spreading past that mark that he had drew. Um, So they switched up my antibiotics, sent me home again. (laughs) So I didn't actually even get admitted that time. Right. That I was bleeding on the floor. No big deal. Go home. shit. Um, luckily those, and they also sent me for an ultrasound then as well. So now I've had two postpartum ultrasounds. Um, in this ultrasound, they actually saw a small mass in my uterus. Uh, so like, okay, well, we want to get you back. It could be just a blood clot or it could be a piece of your placenta left behind. So, um, the antibiotics actually started working. I did start to feel better moderately. The redness started going away. Um, so, but I was still bleeding a lot from everywhere. So I had like gauze on my guts and huge, like the biggest overnight pads you can possibly imagine. Like pretty much diapers. (laughs) Like actual diapers. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I was wearing a diaper from like my belly button to my asshole, pretty much. Were it they, was so. Were they the kinds with two sets of wings? I literally <laughs> no, I, yes. I had I had those after after birth, and I didn't even know they came with that size. But two, <laughs> wow. not one, but two, two, two sets of wings. No, I had I had Double a pad um, in a T shape for a while because I had one over my belly and then one in my crotch. So I had oh. I like put them together in a T. And then stuck them in my underwear because oh, so, it was like so the wings were all tucked like over the top of my underwear. Oh my it was so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, antibiotics working. Had a little fuzzy thing in my uterus, so I went back um, and I met with the same surgeon that cut my guts open, <laughs> the obstetrician. Um, and but in the meantime, I had actually passed a very large blood clot, like. The size of, like, bigger than a prune. But probably, like, maybe the size of, like, a small plum. Okay. Just a clot of chunky blood just fell out of my vagina. Just Mm, It's always fun that happens. Um, Yeah. So, uh, when I met with this OB, he was like, oh, well, that could have been it because it was about the same size. Mm. So, let's give you another ultrasound. When I told my midwife that, she's like, that doesn't make any sense to me because blood doesn't show up like that on ultrasounds. <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not the same. Like, he would, he wouldn't have seen that the same way. But whatever. Uh, he sent me for another ultrasound and the thing was still there. So they decided they actually had left a piece of placenta inside of me. So. Do they, when the baby's born, do they try to get all that out? Yes. Yeah. You know, it can, like try it all like, needs to go. It and all needs to come out. It's literally your, like, like fire sale. Not like, that I'm picturing it like everything must not go. that long ago somebody died from having a piece of placenta left inside Holy of them fuck. that got infected. It, it's it's a huge deal. Holy like shit. normally, like during a regular vaginal birth, like it's like they call it afterbirth because you birth a baby and then you birth a placenta and it all comes intact. But for some reason. Like, you think my guts are cut open. Like, you can see in there. Like, yeah. just yeah. scoop her on out. So, when I told, when my midwife found out about this, she's like, well, one of the nurses, actually, when she was looking at the placenta, because they look over the placenta, it was like, it looks like there's a piece missing. So, it was actually recorded on my file that there may have been a piece missing. Shut up. But this is oh, six weeks postpartum now. Six weeks, I had so no one a piece back. of placenta left inside of me, and then they had to do a DNC, which essentially is like an abortion, <laughs> like they placenta to get the rest yeah. of the placenta out. Holy shit! So and then I was on more antibiotics. So I was on antibiotics for um, like the better part of Zach's first three months of life. So, and uh, the antibiotics did not agree very well with his stomach, so I was just pumping and dumping mostly. He he did breastfeed a little bit in between at certain times, but mostly pumping and dumping because I was really set on trying to breastfeed as much as possible. So after all the antibiotics I did, um, I was able to breastfeed a little bit, but he always was formula fed as well. But he's a big, happy, healthy boy, and... Here I am. Still, Here it's I'm are. still very tender around my incision over a year later. 
I've gone to physio, chiro, massage. I've done some light therapy on the incision. And literally the worst part about the whole thing is the goddamn scar is lopsided. Oh, it's not even straight. It's symmetry. like off to the scent, off to the side and like uneven. It's terrible. Also, it really hurts and it's raised and bumpy. And it's, it sucks. Around Whoa. the incision. Yeah. Your birth story should be like on a TLC show or something. <laughs> For well, real, it's a like intoxicated podcast. That's true. <laughs> TLC, pick it up. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my birth story. So that's it took insane. me a very very long time to be able to you know walk and do yoga and all that stuff. But because we're moms, we just make it happen. And like mm-hmm. I was, you know, you do what you have to do. I was like walking and driving, you know six weeks eight weeks postpartum and they're like you shouldn't even be lifting and I'm like yeah but like you have to you've got you have to, to do like yeah, i yeah. have to do this stuff yeah. you know what was it like holding zach for the first time um it was terrifying yeah because the first time i held him was after he had his seizure so i was down in the nicu and he was hooked up to heart monitors he had like um, pads on his head on his scalp he was hooked up to so many wires and patches and he was so small and I was on so many drugs and in so much pain uh, it was it was scary I I definitely can't say that I had that wonderful like oh, as my child yeah. moment unfortunately like I wish I had I was looking forward to that but it was it was a very different experience than I you know, than than I anticipated, than anybody anticipates. Um, it wasn't until it wasn't until we got home, we both of us were home, and I think probably the antibiotics started to kick in. It wasn't until several weeks later that I like looked down at him while I was holding him, and I was like, "Oh, oh, you're, yeah, you're like, oh, you're like." You're real. You're real. You're my child. I like I you finally felt I finally felt that bond right then. uh, It doesn't always happen right away. And probably you felt safer too because you were in because you were at your home. I was at my home and I finally wasn't like I felt like a human again because I was prepared for some I was prepared for no sleeping. I was prepared for bodily fluids and puke and poop and piss. I was like so ready for all of that stuff I was ready to be a mom I was definitely ready to be a mother but I was not ready to be a patient I did not I was not prepared to be the one that needed the care and I I couldn't do anything like I could couldn't go up and down the stairs like it would take me so long to go just up and down the stairs it literally took me half an hour to go to the bathroom because it took me like several minutes to actually get up out of bed or a chair and then like waddle to the bathroom and then by the time I changed all of my dressings and my incision and bleeding everywhere and like you know did what I had to do like it took me a couple minutes just to like sit down on the toilet and then get back up I was in so much pain and so incapacitated and I am not I don't deal well with that I am such a go 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 like girl power like I got You're this doer. I'm a doer I yeah. walk yoga like I said and I'm like yeah. yeah let's do it and I was not ready to be so helpless and when you're in that state you're probably just like I just want to like do the things that are my normal yeah you know like 
your little normal like make yoga. a piece of toast yeah like it wasn't even I didn't even wasn't even thinking about like yoga or walking at that point I was like just like a normal like getting in the shower like lifting my leg to get up over the side of the bathtub to get into the shower was like such an ordeal for a long time like not just a day or two like weeks weeks I was in so much pain well just wanting to enjoy your child too well absolutely like i'll never get that you can't i mean i feel like my first week was a was a complete wash too so yeah holy crazy holy crap (laughs) things got real for you (laughs) things got really real well like i think it just goes to show that no matter how much you anticipate you, you can't, you can't know. You, you can't. can't know what the heck's going to happen. No. And I really thought that I went into it with an open mind. And, and I did. Like, I was, you know, I didn't have, like, a birth plan or candles. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I didn't have it. I was just like, yeah, let's do it. We'll start at the top and work our way down. But yeah. I, I was not prepared to be, like, I don't know. I just guess I assume that when you go in for a procedure, things are normal. <laughs> like, right. things go according to the surgery plan and then you recover after you know you go home after 48 hours and then six to eight weeks of recovery and then you're back to normal like do 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 i've had my gallbladder out it sucked for a few days and then it gradually just got better and better and better instead of worse and worse and worse yeah and then can't. a little bit better yeah and then i just like a slow slow climb up and i remember too just like hearing the updates mm-hmm. and just being like i really hope that they get a break at some point yeah. like However that be, like, holy, that's just traumatic as fuck. We were very lucky to have a lot of help and a lot of support. And we have really great family and amazing friends nearby. So we were, we couldn't have done it without everybody else for sure. That's crazy. Well, Melanie. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Sandra, do you want me to get you more wine? Yes, I do. All right. Melanie, I, I don't know anything. Really? Ooh. Other than I saw a lot of really cute pictures. He I got very excited. Adorable. The birth was not as cute. <laughs> uh, um, so I had, my pregnancy was really shitty. I was sick the whole time. Um, yes. You were sick. You puked in the ocean. I, I did. I did puke in the ocean. I puked in, I puked in many a place, really. Yeah. My <laughs> toilet, my sink, maybe your sink. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Work. <sighs> Almost in my car. Oh, Lots man. of places, but yeah, the pregnancy was really rough. I uh, I loved that I was expecting a child. I hated being pregnant. Um, it was just it was awful, and um, I was really looking forward to. Well, obviously, you're looking forward to the birth, but also just more or less starting to feel like myself. Because everybody said, well, once once he's out, you you will. I mean, obviously, like you know, giving birth no joke. I mean, you'll feel a little bit weird, but. Um, things can start to return to normal so i was really you're not pregnant anymore <laughs> yeah you're not pregnant anymore so i was really looking forward to that so um i i had also actually wanted to get a midwife and i was put on a waiting list and no one ever called me so i had a an ob uh who was great um and i also had uh, a doula which was uh, lovely as well but kind of similar to Sandra, but for different reasons didn't actually end up needing her service and on like midwives i had to pay for the doula and Really didn't need her help at the end of the day because of how the labor progressed. But anyhow, what do doulas um, do? So they, they're basically like a birth companion. 
um they're there they can do some like like some support and also like some physical touch with you and kind of help you work through the labor because i also wanted to try it to have an unmedicated birth if possible but i was very open Mm-hmm. I know a I lot have of a specific doulas that there. are massage therapists. Like they kind yes. of they go hand in hand a lot yeah. of times. Kind of do some counter pressure and all these nice things. So I like a Sandra. Champion for the mother. Right. Yeah. And I like Sandra had this idea that it would be like, and, and also like the doula had told me too what it might go like is, well, maybe I'll start having contractions or maybe my water will break. Um, they'll increase. I'll give her a call. We'll have her talk about how I'm feeling. You know, I'll sit on my big bouncy ball for a little while. I'll eat, all the, you know, and then like, oh, well, like your your partner will stand behind you and he'll like caress your hips and you'll rock back and forth and it's all <laughs> lovely and you'll moan and you're bringing life into the world. And anyhow, what actually happened was that we were in bed. Uh, it was like noon because I was... I had started having some cramps for a couple of days before. I wasn't feeling great, which, again, was normal anyway. So I was feeling like I wanted to puke. I had terrible heartburn. I had insomnia. But on top of that, I had some cramping. So I knew things were getting going. So it was noon and I was still in bed. And because I was in bed, then Ben decided, why wouldn't he also be in bed? <laughs> I think that was great. Like when I was sick, he's like, well, I'm here for, for, for moral support. I love like, it. You just want to stay in bed. <laughs> so, 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 oh, and the other great part about this is, so so we're in bed and it's noon and I feel this like little pop and I think huh that kick was really down low and then I sort of lean up and I feel another pop and then gush and my water broke so that's what happened when Ben likes to tell the story he's somehow changed in his mind so that I guess so that he doesn't feel lazy for being in bed at noon because in his version he was out chopping wood (laughs) and my water broke you were in bed you were like probably on reddit maybe he was getting wood (laughs) so i was out chopping wood oh my god yeah right (laughs) so anyhow my water broke i want to get the voice memo of him telling the story (laughs) it's great i was in the backyard just chopping some wood Uh, building a house for habitat for humanity and my partner called and said it's time um, so my water broke and I was like, well, that's kind of fun. Uh, you know, this is, this is exciting. And I was Yay. like, I was like, oh my God, Ben, my water broke. And I was already a few days overdue. So I had been hopeful. Uh, I had also had my membrane sweeped. Mm, um, so, uh, swept, 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 swept. And, uh, so anyway, that, that really did get things going. So my water broke. Lucky you. It was all very exciting. <laughs> And yeah, it keeps dripping. I thought it would be like one big gush and it'd be over, but I'm like, it's like dripping. And so I'm like waddling because I want to call uh, my doula and then call the hospital and be like, hey, what ne- what next? Um, so I'm walking and there's amniotic fluid dripping from me and my dog is following me and trying to laugh. They're <laughs> <laughs> almost so doing imagine, a spit take. I'm like, I'm on the, f- I'm like trying to call and I'm like, Annie. Annie, stop. Oh, my God, that's so gross. Annie, stop. Ben, can you get Annie to stop licking off the water? So, so like, it was gross. Adorable. And uh, and so we call uh, the doula, and I'm like, hey. No, first I called the hospital, and I was like, hey, so my water just broke. And she's like, are you having any contractions? And I was like, nope. And she's like, okay, why don't you come in? We're going to check you, and then we'll probably end up sending you home. Because they send you home if you're not advanced enough. So I called my doula, and I told her. And she's like, okay, that sounds great. Keep me posted. I'm like, okay, right. 
So I'm like, I'm going to go take a quick shower because I'm going to have a baby today. So I went yeah. in That's and exactly I took what a shower. I, <laughs> I filled in my eyebrows. Yes, girl. Of course. I was going to ask uh, the question. I obviously filled in my eyebrows. Uh, you want to make a good first impression when you meet your child. I mean, really, I do want brows, him to be yeah. like, oh, what happened? I'm like, oh, oh the 90s. And, uh, so I filled in my eyebrows and I like grabbed our bag of stuff. And then I was like, oh, shit, we don't have a plan for the dogs. I called Sandra. I was like, hey, can you take our dogs? She's like, OK. Uh, just like, meanwhile, cool. I have like a five month old. Like, I've got nothing months. else going on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it was great. No, they're great people. So I, <laughs> they took my dogs and yeah, I went and trail vote and picked up the dogs yeah. and brought them here and had a zoo because I also have a dog and a cat. It was crazy. Yes. And a five month old and then her two big dogs. It was Plus awesome Jessie, actually. Which Plus Jessie, another. Which is kind of a someone in between a baby and a dog. dog. So perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after perfectly. Some, it doesn't matter. It doesn't just, matter. It was a zoo. It was know. lovely and her dogs are amazing. So dogs are I love awesome. Them. Except when they try to lick up amniotic fluid. Yeah, that's but a little they're, gross. They're trying to help. Um, the so, other one eats butter. So we leave the house. So I probably was getting ready for about 20 minutes. By the time I got off the phone, took a quick shower, and we, we started leaving. And I'm on the steps going down to uh, the driveway where our car is. And I go, oh, that little contraction. That little, that little contraction felt like a little tiny crap, you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's happening. Like, I was really excited when it happened. Like, oh. So we get into the car, and we're going, and we're starting on the highway. So we live about probably 30 minutes from the hospital. And about five minutes into the drive, I get another one. I'm like, oh, there's a contraction. And then five minutes after that, I get another one. I'm like, oh, a contraction. (laughs) (laughs) So it was They're going to get worse. So it was ten minutes. I had like two contractions where I was like, okay, that's not bad. Oh, I can deal with this. And then all of a sudden, it was just like like someone flicked a switch because I had ten minutes of manageable contractions. And then they immediately started lasting about 90 seconds each. And they were coming every minute. Sometimes no break. Sometimes, because it, it's like a wave, right? So, so the wave hits the peak and then it starts to like it starts to die down. And then it doesn't fully reach a flat line before it's up again. So that's what it was like. So it was one after another. It's a really and good way to describe it. So mm-hmm. when we are, we're now into the city because we live slightly outside the city. So we're in the city and we're... we're we're probably about five, seven minutes away from the hospital, and I'm gripping on to like what you know the, the holy, holy shit, shit handle. Yeah, really yeah, that's exactly what I call it. Of course, I'm gripping onto the holy shit handle. My legs are spread apart, like it's very like something you'd see in a movie, and I'm screaming because oh. it, I could. It was excruciating, and bet you know, and Benny's like so supportive. He's like just trying to breathe, just trying to breathe, and oh, you're like, but you, you can't, can't. You, you can't, you yeah. can't, you and just it was really like, can't. Like, you no. can't, there, like, there was nothing. It was the it, pain starts like right under your boobs. Like there's nowhere for your breath to go. It's a punch to the gut that lasts it's, a minute. It's and like half. stab to the gut. Like you just couldn't, many knives. Like, like and you completely like it's like having the wind knocked out of you. Like yes. you can't you can't do anything. So we get to the hospital. Shocking. He helps me out of the car. I hobble in and and like the woman at triage like they're so nice and i have to think i'm sure they get people coming in all the time like oh i'm dying and they're fine so i didn't know she thought i was like overplaying it or what but i could barely sign my name on the admission form we get in sorry that was sorry not that wasn't the triage nurse that was just at admissions and then we went in and the triage nurse was like do you need to push and i was like 
I don't know. I so hurt. She, like, yeah. So we stripped down. She looks at me and she's like, you're two centimeters. <laughs> Wait, how? Is it ten? Ten. ten. I guess. And two I had been a minute. I had been a minute. I had been one and a half after my membrane sweep. So I was like, are you kidding me? So you only dilated half. Half a, a centimeter, centimeter. And I was dying. Five millimeters. So <laughs> I said, well, I want my epidural then. There's no fucking way I'm doing up. this without, without like, like, without any, like drug killer, drug killers, painkillers, <laughs> without drugs or painkillers. There was no way. I don't know how women do it. Um, Fuck. So I was like, no, 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 I can't. And she was like, well, um, we don't really give epidurals until you're at least three centimeters, mm-hmm. but we can give you morphine. And I was like, that sounds good. It's so delightful. <laughs> so they put me in a tub, which was the worst bath I've ever had in my life. It was not enjoyable. Um, and Ben is like Ben the whole time is kind of like like kind of just like gritting his teeth and like oh no are you I okay? can see him no. you're in my okay. mind you're so strong there's you're only so, so much they can do right? and uh, so she gave me the morphine and I said how long will this take to kick in and she said ten minutes and I stared at the clock going through every um, every contraction and at nine minutes I said it's not working <laughs> so they said okay you know what uh, we're just gonna take you up and uh, put you into the delivery room we're gonna give you an epidural right now cause I was probably scaring the other women on the floor were you, <laughs> like, you were just I mean, like I wasn't like screaming or anything but it was I mean I was moaning deeply and I couldn't keep it in like right. I wasn't trying to be dramatic it it's, was the worst thing I've ever primal. felt primal it is it is primal yeah. and it is and it is like, you know, it's natural, but it's also terrifying. Um, anyway, so then they gave me an epidural. And then I slept for like 13 hours and my doula had nothing to do. <laughs> so that's why Thanks I didn't doula. really need a doula. She was lovely, but I felt bad because by now it's like midnight and she's been with me for like 13 hours. And she was also pregnant. She was like oh, seven really? months pregnant. And she was probably <laughs> like, this really sucks. But oh, I was, I said she was getting time. paid. So I woke up. Uh, I woke up, they, they nudged me at one point and, uh, and it was funny cause it was like, I was really embarrassed. I'd fallen asleep. Like if you ever fell asleep, like in class and the professor like calls it, calls out your name. You're like, what? what? No, I was paying attention. I was looking at my book. <laughs> it was like that. I felt really embarrassed. So they were like, uh, Melanie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It's like, well, your contractions are slowing down. So we're going to start you on some Pitocin. That's going to get things going. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was awake the whole time. Yeah. So <laughs> started on that. And then, um, and then I fell asleep again, and uh, it was a great sleep. Um, uh, and then they woke me up at around 2 in the, or 1 in the morning, and they were like, hey, uh, it's time to push. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So same sort of thing. I was on all fours. I was upside down. I was standing on my head. Like, I don't know. Yeah, all, they gave yeah, every all kinds of position. Um, I, like, I was giving her at one point. Ben said he looked at me, and I looked so hilarious with the expression <laughs> I was making that he wanted to laugh. And then decided maybe it wasn't the right time. Smart, smart man, smart man. Uh, because how long at a time when you're in these positions are you actually pushing? So like, let's say you're in a certain position. Do they make you push for like? So it's like yeah, kind of like push, 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 push. And okay, right. release. Yeah, that is the one part okay. that is kind of similar to the movie okay. or yeah. TV. Yeah, it's like yeah, you push for like what are fifteen seconds or something. Yeah. Like, 
like as long as you could kind of hold your breath kind of thing and then like and you do that like three times in a row oh yeah and then it's like you can do another one do it so it's not like 10 minutes at a time yeah and then you like take like a few minutes to like breathe and catch your breath and then you do that again like three or four times in a row and interesting that was that was my experience anyway yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Me too. And what I found interesting was that with the epidural, um, so I could feel what a contraction was happening, but it wasn't really, it was just a pressure. It wasn't painful. But actually what did hurt was the pressure of the baby bearing down. Pushing felt so good. Now pushing was uncomfortable. Even with the epidural, I was like, this hurts. It's uncomfortable. Now I could have done it. If that's what all, if that's, yeah, what, that's what labor, I would, like, would have been like, oh yeah, it's really painful, but I could do it. But yeah, not what the actual contractions ended up being like. Is it weird that, like, I'm kind of envious of that pain that you had? Like, I feel such FOMO for, like, not feeling... Right. The baby, like, the baby coming down. Yeah, because yeah, that was doable, for sure. Even, like, the... Just the contractions, like, and the pushing, like, I could barely feel anything yeah. at all. And I, I'm crazy. Like, I, think, I, am, I don't I, think that's weird at all. I have a weird thing. Like, I want to feel what it feels like to push I a baby yeah. through my vagina. No, I think that makes sense. But honestly, okay. <laughs> I still didn't even really feel. They were like, oh, the head's here. Reach down and feel it. So I wasn't like, oh, cool. he must be down there. Right. Like, until, so I could feel the pressure, but I still didn't have a clue where he was. Right. And then they were like, yeah, reach down and feel him. And I was like, oh, yes, yeah, that's crazy. And, <laughs> and you just feel like the top of his Yeah. Head. That's crazy. Oh, that's oh my so gosh. cool. So then they're like, keep so pushing. Cool. They're like, no, stop. Okay, the cord wrapped around his neck. We're going to take that off. And, but like, it was all like, yeah, that's n- pretty, nothing pretty yeah. common. Uh, and then they're like, okay, like, push, 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 push. And then he was here and they put me, they put him on my stomach. Aww. And I, Immediately was like, is he cute? Yeah, he's cute. <laughs> he's cute. He is very so cute. So when you're making it. something yourself, you never know how it's going to turn. It's, it's, like, it's like a long reveal process. It is. And I just wanted to make sure we did it right. Yeah. <laughs> that was all there. Where he was coming out. Yeah. There's no elegant way just to do ask it. this. Did there's, you poop? There's no, well, actually, that was, I did not. I, I was did not. I did not poop. I, I think poop. I pooped. Oh, okay. I'm did pretty it sure feel, I pooped. But did it feel like... <laughs> It feels like you're doing a big shit. shit and like, and you just feel it, and you're just like, yes. ah, yeah. So he was out, um, but I don't really remember much at that point. So like, he was put on me, and I remember like, yeah, looking at Adam, being like, oh my god, he's so cute, and then like, holy shit, that's my baby, and um, I, and also you had, to, I mean, I was high as a kite, so the mm. morphine by then would have worn off, but I mean, I had been like giving myself because you know you can they had the button where you can keep dosing yourself i mean it, it's I never it's, even it's, had that it's so oh weird. it's great i mean obviously yeah. it's it's monitored and there's a limit but i was you know giving myself like fentanyl like every 10 minutes or whatever it Holy was smokes. for like 13 hours so i was feeling no pain so i was pretty drugged up so when he got out of me i was just like oh my god and i remember saying to ben like i want him closer on my chest and he was like no he's still attached to the placenta I'm like yeah. all right so i felt the placenta come out i was like did you have jelly. to push that yeah, a little a bit. Little. Uh, but, I mean, nothing. It was the after like, poop. Whatever. Um, a little fart. After a baby. Fart, feels like nothing. Fart, fart. So while all this is happening, and I'm just soaking in the fact that, holy shit, there's a baby and stuff, um, what was happening, and I didn't realize, was that, um, so your uterus is supposed to contract after you have a baby, and that stops you from bleeding out. Um, sometimes that doesn't happen, and that's when you hemorrhage. So I hemorrhaged. And oh, I lost a liter of blood. 
And I didn't know this. So imagine I'm looking at the baby and I'm like, oh, he's so cute. So I feel wet and I feel kind of woozy. Um, <laughs> and Ben is literally watching a doctor up in me, up to his elbows, hauling out clots of blood. And he's trying to be like, that's cool. There's nothing going on here. Because they didn't tell me. So I was just. And the- they probably didn't tell Ben either. He just yeah. Didn't really know I think what, what they said happening. to me was. We've got some bleeding here. So right, we're going to do right, some right. stitching. I'm like, so like oh, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> the drip drop. So so that was happening. I'm sh- I'm just, my my mind is. And on top of that. Wait, oh, wait. Wait for it. <laughs> so some women tear. Okay, here we go. Right? Yeah. Here, here it is. So there are different types of tears. There's first degree, which is kind of like, I think, a little surface tear. I don't even think mm. it requires stitches. Anyway, it goes up, Pretty I guess, stretch. like. Stretch. Barely yeah. a tear. A fourth degree tear, which is goes right through your muscles, right, right up to the sphincter. That's what I had. Is that called something? Is there a term for it? So, well, they told me it was just a fourth degree, degree tear. tear. So yeah. I tore from my uh, vagina to my sphincter. Episiotomy. So did you feel the not tearing a thing. happen? Thank God. I'm so thankful that the contractions were so like so much more than I thought they'd be that I was like please give me an epidural because I didn't feel that at all and I'm very thankful because it hurt enough after the fact when it was already stitched up and I had like a piece of ice stuffed up my underwear like that hurt enough that I'm really glad I didn't feel that and the tear happens like when the baby's coming out so basically what happened was Finn on his way out was like he was doing okay and then he like turned at the last minute and his elbow Oh. Not sorry, not his elbow, his shoulder. shoulder. Doesn't matter. But anyway, it was yeah. the shoulder. Um, so I had torn, and they also told me it was a little bit. Was a little tear. So I'm gonna stitch. Everything is like little. Yeah, they try and but, downplay it for sure. <laughs> so I had no idea that anything was happening. But I did notice how like another doctor came in and a couple of nurses. And at one, point, that's when it gets scary when more and more and more doctors come in. That's what Jesse found too. Yeah. It was like because right before they did the C-section, like a bunch of doctors started they, coming in, and it's like. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but that's coming in. No, yeah, that's the terrifying, most terrifying part. And the best part was when they looked down at the floor and to the wall across from the bed, and they were like, "Oh my, oh my," because there was blood everywhere, and it had like hit the other wall. Murder scene. So again, I didn't know any of this was happening, and that's the (laughs) great part. So after this is done, and I'm all like sewn up and stuff, and no one has told me anything, I said to the nurse. Because she was asking me how I felt. And I actually started telling them about Sandra. And I was like, my friend. Oh, that's so cute. My, my, my friend, part of her placenta left in. And they, were like, and they were like, that's not what we're asking you about. <laughs> and your placenta is fine. Your vagina, on the other hand. Well, it and I scarred said, you a bit hearing that yeah, Sandra story. Exactly. Yeah. And again, and I said, I'm sorry. I don't know why I just told you that. <laughs> I I'm, feel so honored that I was in your thoughts when you were the most special part. I think you in my mind, too. <laughs> Sarah's haunted forever. Yeah. Both of you will be. So, and then, so I said, I'm sorry, I'm very confused. And the nurse said, well, you did lose a liter of blood. And I said, what? A liter? <laughs> so I had no idea. So they filled me in after. A fourth of that. Yeah. Well, like that, that like, more that, than no. that bottle of wine right there. <sighs> it was all on the floor. So after Ben was like, yeah, I was scared shitless, but I didn't want to say anything. Good and, Ben. Aww. Good boy. But, you know, very fortunate that 
we have modern healthcare system and I had wonderful doctors and nurses and I was fine. But that was, that was, that was the birth story. Yeah. You know what we kept saying while we were staying in the hospital for night after night and like all of my food is paid for and like, you know, Zach had to get all these tests done and I had to get all these tests done and drugs. Thank God we live in Canada. We just leave. Fuck. Like we, we paid nothing for that. Like we, the only thing I paid for was like like $30 for two nights or something to upgrade us to a private room. Yeah, which is nothing. Here. Which is, and, and, that, and that's optional. Yeah, and parking. Yeah, and parking. Exactly. And that was it. Yeah, like it's that, amazing. It, it's just phenomenal. Like, wow. I don't know how people in America afford that. Like, it, no. how do you... have to go in debt to have a child. Yeah. After, so after our son was born and, and everything was fine, I was not feeling great because um, I had lost all this blood and so that they ended up releasing me from hospital even though I was like I don't feel safe enough holding my child um I had to take a wheelchair down to the car and help me into the car this is going to loop back to what we were just talking about though um so we drove home my dad is waiting on our front steps with his ipad filming a video and Aww, I get out of the car love and I, dad. <laughs> I start bawling this is not a moment I want remembered because I felt terrible i was weak i could barely stand i felt like i had a flu i had this beautiful baby that i kind of didn't want anything to do with not not because it was not because of uh, any issue bonding postpartum or uh, like or ppd or anything like that it was just i was so miserable i was like i can't deal with you i know i'm so sick so i was starting to resent my precious little baby because he needed to nurse and i was like i I can't i have nothing exhausted i have nothing Mm -hmm. yeah so we get home and I'm feeling miserable and the first few days are like this and we have to go back to the hospital because they want to see the baby. They have breastfeeding clinics. They want to make sure basically you're nursing correctly and then they want to check the baby. But what they really don't check is the mom. And I said, yeah. you know, I'm really not feeling well. I had some other issues that ended up going away. Like I had a really swollen left leg and I, so I was kind of nervous, but blood clots and stuff like that. And I was like, but you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm really lightheaded. Um, I taking a shower is kind of unsafe like I get out like I had to sit down yeah just getting up to walk from my bedroom to the kitchen is exhausting I don't feel safe holding my own baby I'm afraid I'm gonna drop him and it was all like it's normal yeah okay yeah so imagine though if you'd fortunately I mean we have you're supposed to be in pain you're supposed supposed to be to be tired you know and you're just not sleeping through the night so there's so that's one issue is not taking mother's concern seriously but the other thing is if we didn't have the type of health care we had maybe i would have just stayed home and said it's it's nothing it's not worth me going and and paying for someone to like see me and run any tests i'll just you know i'll just suffer it out anyway uh i went back a few days later for another breastfeeding clinic i mentioned to the nurse hey you know i'm still not feeling well and she had also had uh, a postpartum hemorrhage and she said Go down, speak to somebody. What you're feeling is not normal. Good. Thank so, God. There was still a bit of a rigmarole, but in the end, I ended up getting an iron transfusion and left the hospital feeling so much better. But I kind of felt ripped off that that first week was so miserable because mm. I couldn't do anything. And, you know, when you bring your baby home, it's supposed to be exciting. And don't get me wrong. I mean, he was healthy. So, I mean, that's really wonderful. And, mm-hmm. you know, my issues we were able to solve them. So I'm very grateful for that. But you bring your baby home and you just want to celebrate. And I felt like I just wanted to shut myself in a room and feel 
awful and Ben was kind of lost and he had this like little baby mm-hmm. that he could only do so much for because I was breastfeeding and he wanted to take care of me, but he didn't know what to do for me. And so it was just oh. yeah, kind of shitty. It sucks. Like, yeah, there's all these expectations. Like you want to, the first time with your child is supposed to be bonding and magical and it's supposed to be all about the baby like you learning how to take care of the baby but when you have to take care of yourself so intensely yeah like it's it's just it's heartbreaking I don't know it was I yeah I feel very it's the same as you like just kind of robbed of that um yeah that that time that I spent so much time taking trying to take care of myself that I miss that bonding time yeah. with him. That's going to make me cry. I know. So well, sad. but like looking back now, like my child is such a mama's boy. <laughs> like yeah. he loves. You made it up the last time. Yeah, exactly. It, like, yeah, he, they don't remember it. And bottom line, like now I am still his favorite person in the entire world. And I am the person that he wants when he's sad or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it really didn't make any difference. And I really should not feel guilty about that and yeah like we did what we had to do to take care of ourselves yeah. so that now we can be the best possible mom yeah but yeah it was it was it's, it sucks it, you know and there's not enough we hear so much about um what to expect during pregnancy and i read all mm-hmm. kinds of books about what to expect during pregnancy because there are so many weird side effects um even like, like oh my god like a nosebleed you know my you gums bled Every time I brushed my teeth, literally less than 24 hours later, like the next time I brushed my teeth after having baby, my gums didn't bleed. No way. It was, it was, it's crazy. It was totally weird. Like that was probably the weirdest side effect for me. Weird. Every time I brushed my teeth, my gums bled. And you know about that and you read these things and people tell you what it's going to be like. And then you read about what it's going to be like when the baby comes. And then you are like... I think you do understand and read about um, a bit about postpartum depression because that's something that people are more comfortable talking about now these yeah, days. Yeah, that's coming great. up a lot more. But that's it. I was not aware, honestly, of any sort of recovery that I would have to go through. I thought that the hardest thing, the transition would be being home with a baby and now I'm a mom. But breastfeeding may be challenging. Yeah. But I'm like no eight sleep. months postpartum now and I'm just now able to go for walks over two hours because I had a pelvic separation that went undiagnosed for months and months. So that standing up hurt. And I kept being told, oh, no, it'll go away. That's normal. It's normal. You just had a baby. So not only are you not told anything, then you're, all your concerns are sort of dismissed as it's normal. But it's not normal. So when I told my GP, hey, this keeps getting... I'm, I'm, I'm Side note, this is just normal. Melanie and I have just coincident coincidentally have the same, same GP, gp who is phenomenal She's so good and is if she, she delivered babies unfortunately no if she no. delivered Probably babies female. like we would i think we both would have had very different stories well, that's the thing because i went to her <laughs> She's so good and i was like i'm having some pain and she's like what did they tell you and i was like well they told me it was normal and it might never go away and she was like that nah. doesn't sound right she literally like waved her magic hand over me and was like i think you have pelvic separation i'm sending you to an osteopath and guess what pelvic separation holy jump in so really like it's really good to have you need a team absolutely if something you know yourself if you think no this isn't quite right yeah. yeah. Don't let people tell you otherwise. Yeah. Get a second opinion and a third yeah. opinion and a fourth opinion because there was something wrong and it was really easily like I could fix it with just some exercises that I only I can do at home with a towel and now I can walk again. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, oh. so anyhow, but there I just don't think there's enough discussion about the recovery process after and it's it yeah. varies it varies um like per woman and I think um from the symptoms to the severity of it. But Absolutely. you should talk more about it because giving birth is no joke just because it's really natural. Yeah, just because it's stuff. very common. Dude, I'm like and my mind is just like I'm over <laughs> yeah. I'm just over here like holy crap it's crazy what our bodies can do and this is like like just the two of us like you didn't yeah. seek us out because we had these like crazy stories i didn't you even just, know melanie's story exactly like you just know us like yeah this is my best friend and we just happen to have babies close to each other and they had crazy stories <laughs> like i at my work we had 10 babies born in 2017 and every single one of our stories is completely different, completely different. Yeah. mine is definitely among the most traumatic for sure um but everyone is totally different and like yes they tell you like pain is a little bit normal but there's like women i think we are trained and we try so hard to be so strong and yeah. not complain and be like i can do it i can do it it's fine i'm like we push past but it's not fine <laughs> like yeah, there gotta. there is a point where it, like yeah there it's just there's not enough talk about what is normal and what is not normal like mm -hmm. what what healing process is like when i left the hospital after having a c-section like i was expecting to have like a brochure or a booklet about right. what is normal like you always hear okay you're not supposed to lift anything for six no to eight weeks that? nobody told yeah. me that like there was nothing like written down about that like in the bathroom of the hospitals they put like a little squeezy bottle that you're supposed to like splash your vagina with after you have a baby with like warm water to keep so the infection away it's not right <laughs> but when you have a c-section nobody tells you to do that i didn't know to do that because i had a c-section right. baby didn't come out of there but the second time I got readmitted into the hospital, one of the nurses was like, oh, are you <laughs> splooshing your vag? And I'm like, no, I didn't know I had to. Baby didn't come out of there. And they're like, no, you should you should still do that because you still bleed out of there. It's crazy they didn't tell you. Nobody told me that. They're like, it, yeah, yeah, it's and like I the IWK is fantastic and. I dealt with a lot of doctors and a lot of nurses over the whole time I was there. And I will say like 85 to 90% of them were amazing. The 5 to 10%, 15% that were not amazing were really not amazing. And mm. I felt the one really downfall that I found that they had was the lack of communication between departments and between other doctors and nurses. Um, there was no communication between the NICU and where I was staying. So, like, even though my child was, like, three or four floors down and I was, you know, they didn't communicate with each other at all. Wow. So when we were saying, like, there was such a miscommunication about when Zach was being released versus when I was being released and they were going to send him up to my floor and then I was going to go down to his floor and all this kind of stuff. Oh, it was so just, like, yeah, it was really, that was the most frustrating part. And it was, like... They were going to give me this drug and like, oh, no, 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 we're going to give you this drug and blah, 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 blah. So that was, oh that was God. the one thing. But yeah, the I think the best part is right now, Melanie and I are both happy, healthy, and we have two 
fucking beautiful Super babies. Cute baby boys. And they're going to be friends. They're so they're opposites, though. We're seeing friendship on them. Yeah, our chi- children are completely opposites. And <laughs> is, like, so laid back. He just, like, will just chill out and watch whatever's going on. He's such a little potato. That's what I call him. He's, He's like a little potato <laughs> baby. Potato. He's little, so little, sweet. Little mashed potato. He's just, yeah, a little sweet little potato. potato. He's very what? cute. One thing and Zach is a maniac. <laughs> like he's I'm just like, like let's go do something he wants to like, figure out know. everything that he possibly can and climb on everything and pull on everything and he's like how does this work and what does this do and how does this work how can I do this how can I go here how can I do this he is Jesse's son he is a maniac and he doesn't ever want to sleep he just wants to party all the time one anyway. thing that I think is really cool about you both both of you is that you were pregnant so close together yeah, yeah we fun. didn't even plan it we both didn't we oh we were both like at that stage we kind of talked about but not like we were both right at the same time it was really cool that we were both pregnant at the same time even though there wasn't much of an overlap there was something that was cool yeah and you probably talked to her a lot yeah like what's next what's coming is this normal how big are your areolas But it's so crazy because, like, her and I had such completely different pregnancies. Like, I could only be of so much help because they were very different. They were very different. Stretch marks, no stretch mark. Nausea, no nausea. Like, this and this. Exactly. Like, totally different, like, in all aspects, I think. Yeah. Except we both had boys. (laughs) Yeah. That's literally, like, the only A lot of boys going around. There are. It's weird because it's like everybody I know um, is having or had a boy. So when somebody tells me they're expecting a girl, I'm like, "Wow, really? Mm -hmm. Like, like there's like there's not a fifty fifty chance yet. But it's like, oh wow, a girl. (laughs) How rare, (laughs) exciting. And I think we should also give some credit to you guys, the men in your lives. Oh my god, doing so good and like Jesse literally like he dealt with so much more, especially in that first couple weeks than he even thought he was ever capable of like yeah, like i said he does not deal well with hospitals and bodily fluids and <laughs> beeping and and he dealt with a lot yeah a lot a lot a yeah. lot he that was amazing cleaned up some blood from the floor from me <laughs> like there a car accident at one point oh yeah uh also at one point jesse hit another car in the parking lot of the iwk <laughs> at some point i don't even remember <laughs> Just, just add it no to the big fucking deal. List, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Listen, nothing um, <laughs> solidifies a relationship quite like saying, <laughs> honey, I'm going to take down my mesh granny panties now that the hospital gave me for free. Uh, could you look? <laughs> Those at- mesh granny panties, BT so dubs. Awesome. awesome. Amazing. Uh, could you check the uh, incision, or not the incision, the wound that goes from my vagina up to my asshole and tell me if it's healing okay? Thanks, dear. So, yeah. I mean, that you get pretty... That's love. As if you're more that's close love. enough before you made a baby. I mean, this there's not much... Yeah, that's that's about as close as you get. You guys so, got good ones. Let me tell they're you. really oh, good. I mean, Ben was, like, getting all up in there, and he was like, I see uh, kind of like a flap. I'm like, a flap? That doesn't sound right. And I was like, was that every four? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> take, a, take a picture of it. 
So he takes a picture and I'm looking at it. And then all I could picture was, you know how you log on to Facebook and it brings your camera roll? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. God. No, what? delete, delete. I'm like, just make sure this is deleted immediately. Because what if you actually post it? We were so close up. People would be like, what is that? Is that some, art? Some kind of abstract art? Is that, is that the that? inside of a flower? It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not your sphincter coming out. <laughs> so, anyway. What's the recovery on that like? Like, how long does that take uh, to totally heal? I'm eight months postpartum. I don't know if I'll ever wear a thong again, honestly. Like, it's so sensitive. I haven't tried. Uh, but uh, only recently have, like, wedgies started not becoming excruciating. Um, and it's kind of, like, funny, but, like, no, it hurts. Um, <laughs> wedgies uh, are always a little funny. <laughs> a little funny. But, uh, yeah, no, it it, it, it hurts. Uh, because, you know, because I was going back um, and getting, uh, you know, um, going back and seeing specialists for them to do checkups. And even, I mean, at, like, five months po- postpartum, they were saying, well, the stitches wouldn't all be dissolved yet. So you're probably right. still receiving some, like, irritation from that. So. Five months. But wow. the thing is, like. I didn't notice. The first poop was horrifying. Like I was so scared. I was you know, so that is, scared. That's what one one somebody told me that. And so in the hospital they would they like offered you like stool softeners and yeah. I was like because <laughs> <laughs> I was petrified because that's like the one piece of advice that I got was like the first shit you take is gonna you're gonna feel like your insides are falling i was like no yeah, oh my god so i was like i want it to be liquid yeah. <laughs> i don't do pee out of my ass drink, drink like six <laughs> cups of coffee yeah, yeah. imagine if no i go uh, oh, uh, melanie uh, and you know uh one passage just, just butt to vagina no and i, I was can't like, oh my god so that was yeah so they were like don't stay on the toilet too long because that's not good but also don't squeeze too hard because that's not good so I was like, I how do I find this middle ground? Anyway, that was horrifying. For a few poops were so scary that after I would come out and I would say to Ben, I just pooped. <laughs> so, so proud and he would go, oh, babe, that's so good. And he was so sincere Aww, the entire time. What love. a guy. Um, love. That's, that's love. But yeah, so you get to know someone really, really well. Yeah. Especially if you've had... And if they're there for the birth, or no matter how it happens, did Ben if, watch if, him come out? He did. Um, I <laughs> so I was asking, you know, this is before I was pushing. Oops, hit the mic. Uh, before I was pushing, I was like, so Ben, I was like, what's going on down there? What does it look like? And he kind of like, like leans over and then pops back up at me, and he's like, it's uh, it's getting bigger. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's getting bigger? Like, what's happening down there? Like, I mean, I know, but I don't really know. <laughs> and I guess what he was seeing is like the actual like head. bulge of the head oh, kind of starting to come cool. through. But um, oh, but yeah, crap. so it was interesting. So he saw the whole birth. He thought that was pretty cool. And then he said there was a lot of blood, and he didn't really pay attention. Smart. Um, did you have the option to look like via like a mirror or something? Well, so I wanted to, but I was so drugged up, I forgot to ask. I <laughs> I had also asked to see the placenta because I really because I mean, what a cool thing! Yeah, that, I, I would mean, love like to see doesn't that. happen very often in your life. So I wanted <laughs> to see a big see part of your insides. Yeah. And I said to Ben after I was like, they didn't show me the placenta. He's like, well, actually, they did. Except you know, they went and held it up. They're like, okay, here it is, and then they like threw it in uh-huh. the pan or whatever they do because you know they had to make sure I wasn't going to die. So, they had um, to make sure it was all there. <laughs> But through all, through, all, through, through all of this, and this is a testament to how, like, crazy relaxed my kid is now, he came out through all that after, like, ripping his mom in half and came out, <laughs> didn't make a sound. 
But they were like, oh, no, he's fine. And I was like, because you shouldn't shouldn't cry right on movies like oh my god he's he's not making a sound um they're like no he's fine and then but you could hear the nurse going okay but like just make a little sound and he literally went "Eh." (laughs) and that was it and that that really describes him now that was it